so when I was praying, this is a good segue, when I was praying for you guys, I know we gotta get out of here soon because of young kids and stuff, but when I was praying for you guys, the very first thing I heard, I said, Lord, I said, what are you doing at Gateway? When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the song as, he's, as it's playing in my head and what the Holy Spirit had me zone in on is right away that second line, when all is stripped away. And I think that's what God's doing. I think he's stripping away the add-ons of the gospel. I think he's stripping away what we've added on to Christ. You know, the only concern that I read about from the Apostle Paul, the main concern, he was concerned about a few things, but the main concern with the Corinthians was what? Somebody's preaching a different Jesus to you. Somebody's preaching a Jesus we never preached, and you're being led astray from the simplicity and purity of your devotion to him. So Paul is essentially saying this, the Christian life's not difficult. If you love him, that love is going to cause you to do the things that please him. You know, love is, is law. When I love my wife, I innately do the things that please her, and I guard that relationship because it's important to me, and I don't bring into it what doesn't belong. Do you guys catch that? Love is a law in and of itself. Love God, love people. You love people by loving him. When I love him most, I love you best. And I believe, Jesus, what's God doing right now at Gateway? Stripping it away. Bringing us back to one thing and one thing only that counts. Turn with me real quick, guys, to Revelation 2. I'll go fast. Is everybody still okay? Y'all are looking at me weird. Are you guys seriously doing okay? Okay. Revelation, thank you, Carl. Revelation, oh, you're talking to Dennis. See you, Dennis. Love you, buddy. Give my best to Beth. Tell her I said hello, please. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless Dennis and Beth, her health right now. In Jesus' name, we command bronchitis to get out. We bless her. We command her lungs to open. Father, her breathing to be normal. For sickness, disease to get out in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dennis. Revelation chapter 2. I find this interesting. John's writing to these, these seven churches. I find it interesting that this is the first church that signs up or shows up, and I don't think it's on accident. But I'll, I'll, I'll read this to you, then I'm going to read some things to you out of my phone, and then, then we'll pray, and then we'll, we'll, we'll minister. If the students have anything for you guys, then we'll share it as well. So look at this in Revelation chapter 2, and, and, and tell me if this doesn't sound familiar to you or if you could relate to this in some way, or if an example might even come to your mind, and I don't need to know an example. But Revelation chapter 2, verse 2 says this. Now this is Jesus writing to churches through John. To the angel at this church, write. And he has this word for them. And the first one that he has that he's writing to is the church at Ephesus. Because I think if we don't understand this, it doesn't matter what other issues are going on in the church. This is the one that needs to be corrected first and foremost. So you have John writing saying, I know your deeds. So this is Jesus speaking through John's writing. Jesus is telling him to write, I know your deeds and your toil. Toil means this, hey, when it was hard, you didn't give up. When it was difficult, you didn't throw in the towel. You hung in there and you did it together. Perseverance is, even though I have to wait for a while, I'm not giving up. See, that's actually one of the things I think needs to get back to the church. I think that's the greatest demonstration of faith. 
Sometimes the action of faith isn't necessarily kicking down doors. Sometimes the action of faith is, I am going to him in prayer like the woman in Luke 18, and I'm not giving up until I get what you promised me. Knock, 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 here I am again. Seek, ask, and find. It doesn't say do that for 90 days and then try something else. You never stop doing that. I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance in that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles. So he's saying, you never even let the leaven of sin in your midst. You don't even tolerate these people who say one thing and do something else. You don't tolerate hypocrisy. And you don't tolerate people who are claiming Jesus and then living a lifestyle of lawlessness. So when you read this, this is quite the resume for a church. This is a church that has everything going on outwardly and looks fantastic. I know your toil. I know your perseverance. I know you don't tolerate sin. I know you have a false apostles that you put to the test. And you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Now, this is not an indictment against Gateway, but what I'm saying is simply this. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I'm coming to you. And this is how serious this thing is. And I'll remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. So here's what I want to say is that leaving and walking away from what I'm telling you this, you can do all of this and not love Jesus. Can I just say it like that? You can have everything rocking externally and miss what actually matters most when it comes to the Lord. And Jesus says it's a great fall. It's not a small deal. And it says repent and remember from where you have fallen. In other words, and I talked about this the last time I was here, that God is wanting to captivate us again and reintroduce himself to us that causes us to get back to the place where we once were, where our hearts beat for him and him alone, where he's the only one we can talk about, that when we're alone, every thought goes to him. When you're in the car and nobody else is there, the impulse isn't just, hey, I wonder what's on classic rock right now. The impulse is, oh my gosh, I can't believe we have this moment together. See, the greatest men and women of, in my opinion, the greatest saints of all learned how to respond immediately to the wooing of the Spirit. A lot of times we deaden that and we listen to something else, we get distracted. When the moment the Holy Spirit says, hey, I miss you, come away with me, the ones who respond to that the most, immediately, I believe gets to receive the secrets of the Lord. Let me read these things to you real quick, and then I'm, I'm going to pray. For you guys, I said I heard the song, Heart of Worship. In particular, the lyric, all is stripped away, that really stood out to me. And I feel like that is what God is, is doing. It's all being stripped back, so it can be about one thing and one thing only. Capital letters, Jesus. I saw you guys doing things with intention. What I mean is just not shooting from the hip, not just trying things, like literally doing it with thought and prayer and with purpose behind it. 
I saw you guys, even now in this time, being purposeful with your why. God is setting you guys up for the long haul because strong foundations make for the greatest support. I saw you guys really counting the cost again of what it means to follow Jesus. That's Luke 14, 25 through 29, that we don't just go out there and start building and lay a foundation and then we don't have the money to finish what we started. And I also saw, and I'll just say this, this isn't in my notes, that I saw Jesus the physician walking around in here. And not just healing physical things, but I feel like there's about to be a healing anointing, a blessing that's coming upon this church, not just for physical things, but also for emotional things. I saw you guys really counting the cost. I saw wrong things becoming right, almost as if like going back and saying, hey, we could have done this different. We should have said this, we should have done that, we should have considered this. And I saw people like literally like either owning mistakes that they made or just coming clean saying, hey, we should have, whatever. Like I saw wrong things being made right. And I saw when those things are reconciled or taken care of, and maybe they already have, I saw a great blessing. I saw the Lord smiling down upon this, this place. I also heard the Lord say this, quality over quantity Quality over quantity is really important right now. I saw things becoming healthy, healthy relationships, healthy ministries, healthy views of individuals, of self and also of others. I also heard the Lord, Lord say, and I already talked about it, first love, who cares what you do well if we don't love him most and first? It doesn't matter everything else that we do. I also heard the Lord say roots over fruit. Getting to the root of the matter is more important than getting to the fruit of the matter. I saw a single eye focus on Jesus. You know, if you read Matthew chapter 5 and it talks about when your eye is single, it says your whole body is flooded with light. In other words, when he's the only one you see and he is light, what you behold, you become. And I may have said this the last time I was here, I'm not sure. The Christian life is not that difficult. It's not about behaving, it's about beholding. When you behold him, 2 Corinthians 3, it changes everything. I also heard this phrase, consider him. It comes from Hebrews chapter 12. Consider him who endured such hostility at the hands of angry sinners. But God didn't continue with that last part. He just said, consider him. And what I wrote down here uh, was I feel like this is what you guys are doing. You're looking to him, you're looking at his life, you're seeing what he did and how he lived, and that's becoming forefront and the most important. It's just returning to Jesus. Thank you, Carl, for giving, giving me, you're at least being Pentecostal back there. I was gonna say, somebody throw something at me. I saw a great falling in love with Jesus and one another. I saw you guys becoming a strong family. I saw this, returning to roots. And I know the last word that I gave you guys when I was here was out of Job 14, that there is hope for a tree. And when these roots at the scent of water smell this water, when it gets a hold of the reality of what it needs to make it grow, it grows again from what it was grinded down to, basically. And I said the last time I was here that I felt like the real, like, for lack of a better way to say this, and I'm not an Eminem fan, but there was a song Eminem sang back in the day that says, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? And some of you are like, what does that mean? I don't know. Don't go listen to it either, but just, just follow me. But I felt like the Lord said the last time I was here, will the real Gateway Fellowship please stand up? 
So what are the roots that I see you guys returning to right now? The root of loving Jesus. Now watch this. Listen to what all the roots are. Root of loving Jesus. The root of serving Jesus. The root of worshiping Jesus. The root of communing with Jesus. And the root of obeying Jesus. That's what we need to be rooted and grounded in. I see a divine return to what really matters, and I hear, the, I hear this for this hour. Love God, love others. And I feel like this is what God is emphasizing. You love him by loving each other. You love each other by loving him. And I felt like the Lord said, this church is experiencing the very thing I believe I've been hearing by the Spirit of God. You're being reintroduced to Jesus again. And that's what I think and that's what I believe, and I feel like that's what I know with all my heart, that that is what Jesus is doing again. He's saying, would you like to know me? Would you like to get to know me in a way that not just takes you back to where you were, that re revisits 2012? I know it's not about 2012, but there's a place to remember where we came from. There's a place to look back, guys, like the la that should not be a dinner table discussion with our kids. Hey, do you remember when God, like, yeah, there was places in the Old Testament where they stack stones as a testimony to generations that passed by of what God did. I don't want to just stack stones. The, the Christian life is about an upward trajectory into his heart. It's not, it's, it's, it's going further, higher, wider, deeper, like, that's it. According to Ephesians chapter 3, it's to know all of those things. It's to know the love of Christ. And I, 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 man, I, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm hungry again. Like, I'm in that place. Like, I pray for people to encounter God all the time. And, like, I'm in that place where I'm hungry again for my own encounter again. Man, I want somebody to lay hands on me. I want to be reintroduced to Jesus again. I want to hear his voice afresh. I want to see him with new eyes. I don't want to read those stories and be like, wow, isn't that cool? When those stories should produce faith in me for those same things to happen. That when you get the report, that's what I want to talk to, about tomorrow. When you get this report, this report trumps that one. And you know which report you're believing if you pay attention to what's happening inside. That's how you know what you're believing. So, I sweated enough. I drank coffee before I got up here. Rookie mistake. Don't do that. If you're like me and you sweat when you preach, drinking something hot is the worst thing you could possibly do. The other rookie mistake is when you go to an encounter service and you're female and you're wearing ma mascara. Rookie mistake. You don't want to do that. Right, Rachel? Amen. So this is, this is what I'm going to do. It's, uh, it's getting close to 9 o'clock. And I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pop a piece of gum here in my mouth. Do you guys have anything? Michael, do you, did you hear anything for the church that you want to release over the church? Would you mind coming up here and doing that if you did or no? Or Rachel, if you have anything. And if not, then we're going to pray. And then if people want personal ministry, then we're here to minister to individuals. So this is Michael DeRose. He's a senior in high school. And he was trying his best as we were driving down. I love it. He had his, the moment he put his earbuds in, I'm like, oh, he's trying to get a word right now. He's trying to, he's trying to tone out Noah, Rachel, and I to hear Jesus. And it's not working really well. But he feels like he has something. And Michael just graduated the prophetic school that I do at my church. Has a heart of gold for the Lord. Loves to worship Jesus. And um, so I'm going to let him share with you guys what he, what he got. You ready? So firstly, I wanted to expand on that. 
yeah, it was going nowhere until they went out to Royal Farms. So I had a few minutes of quiet and God began to speak. So, so that was great. Um, but the first thing he said was simply a uh, recalibration. And I think that goes uh, a lot with what Brian was saying about the heart and um, where you guys are and just where God uh, wants to take you in your love for him and his heart. But I'll continue with that. Um, so uh, following that, um, in a way, uh, I saw kind of like a gateway to heaven's atmosphere is how I'm going to word it, but I'll continue on that. Um, because I saw like a golden arch, and I knew it was a door. And um, Michael asked, he said, do they have a logo? I said, they do. He said, what is it? I said, well, it's a, it's a door. I said, that's, that's curved, you know, at the top. Reminds me of like the, the doors from like Hobbiton in like Lord of the Rings or whatever. And then there's just this door out there. And he said, that's what I saw, but he didn't know that. So he saw, saw this curved arch way and this door. So that's, that's what he's expanding on. Um, and... Uh, as I was saying, the the arch was golden, and um, it was. Yeah, and they were just. Uh, it was a giant door, um, and and the doors were opening, and they were leading to just to heaven, and um, to heaven's atmosphere, and um, in a sense of nothing like uber like eternity focused but simply the heart of worshiping god and the heart of adoration for god just as though um uh you know we live for it and we desire and is what we will do forever in heaven um and then i also saw simply these like stepping stones um and they were one by one i saw like hands laying them down and as you took that step then another would be laid down. Um, and I just see him laying the path um, stone by stone uh, for uh, this church um, and for you guys individually too. But um, he lay, he's going to lay them down as you continue to seek him first and honor him from that place of adoration and love for him, just seeking him and uh, that, uh, that, that atmosphere of love. And uh, I believe he wants to tell you that uh, as a church, as a congregation, and as I said, individually. Um, and he was really emphasizing just the fact that it's, it's not about the long-term like goals, the long-term missions of the church or of your own life and what you're going to do for him, but he simply wants you focused on being with him and taking that next step as he lays it in front of you without seeing where the path is leading or without seeing where he's taking um, you and what he wants to do with and through you. Um, and I emphasize with for a reason. Um, and so, yeah, um, and I also believe that as you go stone by stone following him and just stepping up out um, with him that he will bring greater revelation in where he wants to take you guys, where he wants to take this church. But... Um, Um, yeah, I just, I'm going to pray for that real quick. Um, so, uh, you know, you, just uh, however you wish to be open uh, to receive. I don't know if some of you individually are really, like, desiring to um, bless him and to serve him in ministry, 
to serve him in your day to day and you're not sure how that's gonna look like or where he wants to take you, I just wanna encourage you because he really wants to take you step by step and just on that path. So Father, right now, um, I thank you for this vision and for this word, God. I thank you for what you're doing, God. And I just pray that you would come upon each and every one of your children. I pray that you would come upon them with your love and that as you come upon them with your love, God, that they would freely pour that love and their love back out upon you, God. I pray that they would be able to walk step by step with you, following you as you place the stones before them, God, and that they would do it loving you in adoration of you, God. I thank you for the stones that you are laying before them, God. I thank you for that. And I just pray that they would be able to praise you in that, God. So, Lord, I just pray that they would continue to seek you, to go after you, to seek you with a pure heart, with their whole heart, God, in love and adoration. And Father, I just, I just, I, I, I pray that those doors would be open and that they would keep their eyes on you in that love and know that that door, that the golden archway is opening and knowing that the steps are being laid out before them. Jesus, we love you and we want you and you alone. You alone, God. So as you lead, we will follow. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Michael. Rachel and Noah, do you guys have anything at all? Yeah, you guys do. Okay, so when I was praying, um, I know that I'm a Gen Zer, but I am a little bit cultured. Um, I used to have this radio before it broke. I had this radio that was like that big, and it had a little antenna on it that you had to like pull out at the right length and like adjust it to the right spot. Otherwise, the radio station would come in staticky. And I just felt like I saw um, that antenna, and I just felt like I was hearing that God's voice is like the radio station that you're trying to listen to, and the static is all the distractions around you. And I just felt like that you guys as a church are in a season where you're just adjusting the antenna so you can hear him more clearly. All right, so when I prayed for um, here, um, I said I felt like God is making new wine here at Gateway. And when I prayed over the church, I saw this, vis this vision of feet stepping on grapes in a large wooden container, like how they would make wine a long time ago. When I asked God what the vision meant, I heard, I'm ending a season and pouring out new wine. I also heard that this is a season of freedom. And for some of you, there are things that have been holding you back. You walk around with these chains on, but the Lord says in 2 Corinthians 3.17, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God wants to remind you that you are, that when you are here in church, that this is his house, and, and in his house, there is freedom. Lastly, lastly, ooh, when I prayed over your church, I always see this huge smile, and God told me that he is so proud of the work you do here at Gateway. He loves you, and he is always longing for a deeper relationship with you. You took that assignment seriously. I told them, I said, hey, pray and ask God what, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit's doing here at the church. You guys did that, and I really honor that, and I'm, I'm grateful. So um, I know it's nine. I want to close in prayer. 
Um, we are going to be up here. The four of us are going to be up here. If you need ministry for anything, we'd love to pray for you, pray with you. We're going to be here tomorrow. So if we don't get to you tonight, we'll be here tomorrow as well. And then I'm going to turn it over to Tim, see if he has any instructions that he has for us. But um, I love you guys. This is family. I hope that was okay tonight. I hope you guys heard my heart. Like I hope you guys, um, and I hope and I, I believe like it should have already resonated with things you were already sensing and, and hearing yourselves by the Spirit. So, and thank you, uh, Michael, Noah, and Rachel for listening to the Lord on behalf of Gateway. So Jesus, we, we love this church. Jesus, we love the leadership here. We love Pastor Tim and his family. Again, Lord, I always thank you, God, for him, his friendship, how sensitive he is, and more than anything, God, how much he loves you with his entire being. I, I thank you, God, for that. I thank you for a person who is running hard after your heart. And I thank you, Lord, that you've captivated him. And I thank you, God, that you even have more for him. And I thank you that he's somebody who leads from the heart, somebody who leads out of what's been revealed to him. And I thank you, Lord, that even Tim's life is a stepping stone for everybody else here because I know Tim's heart, and even though he may not necessarily come out and say it, I know what he desires more than anything else is for everyone else around him to experience what he's come to know and what he's come to understand and what he's experienced. And Lord, I believe with all my heart that that's what Tim wants here for this church is for people to be encountering the Lord on a regular basis, being launched into his heart and having an intense, personal, loving relationship with the Lord where they're hearing and making known what it is that they're hearing. And Father, I stand by things that were prophesied here years ago about prophets and, and, and different things that were going to be risen up and, and brought out of this house. But Jesus, I thank you now more than ever for what it is that I believe you're confirming to them of, of just bringing us back stripping it all away so that Jesus is the central focus. Jesus is the central figure. Jesus is what we're running after. Jesus is what we're preaching. Jesus is what we're singing. Jesus is what we are praying. Jesus is what we want. And Father, I pray, God, that you, Holy Spirit, would reintroduce us to him, reintroduce us to the one you love most, the one you love to talk about most, and give us ears to hear and make our heart receive every seed that's being sown in this hour. Make us to be of good soil. Make us not to lose a single one, not because of persecution or affliction or fear or anxiety or the deceit of riches. Make us, God, to, and not to be people either that just have hard hearts and are just like, well, whatever, and the birds of the air come and snatch it up and take it away. But people who are earnestly humbling themselves, recognizing that what Jesus says, you have something we need. And like I said before in different places, I'm going to say it now. There's a reason, guys, why it's called daily bread. And God is not going to refrigerate for you what you were supposed to eat yesterday. What you fail to eat today is no good tomorrow. And God has something that he wants us to hear from his mouth every single day that will feed your soul because man will not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that word is bread. And he himself is bread from heaven. Greater than what Moses came to offer the Israelites, what faded away and what, what disappeared and what got wor wormy and rotted. And, and when, the, when the dew came out and it caused it to disappear. No, this is something that if we receive it every day, I believe it can remain. And I believe you want to feed us, Lord. I believe you have something for us every single day. I pray that you'd make us hungrier than we've ever been before. God, I pray that we would cleave to you, that you'd be our one and only, that you would be the one and the objective and the desire of our soul, that you would be our one.
our only. You become everything to us. Strip it all away, God, when the music fades. Strip it all away. And I pray, God, that we would just simply come to you. Come to me, all who are thirsty. Come to me, all who are weary and tired. Where are we to go? Where do we go? To him. It's all him. It's all him. Make us aware of your presence. Make us aware that when we close that door, you're there. You're waiting. Make our very thoughts to constantly drift to you. Come on, Jesus. Make us to love you with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our strength. Love, love is the law. Love is law. God, I bless this church. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for just the prophetic unction tonight, the words of the Holy Spirit that I believe already came alongside, whether it was water, whether it was seed for the first time. God, I, I, I just believe, Lord, that, that it's just confirming what's already been happening. We love you. We honor you. We thank you. We look forward to tomorrow morning coming and gathering in your name and making you famous in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Tim, who seems like he's deep in thought and prayer. And we'll be up here. The joy box exists. Hey, can I tell you something real quick? I, I've been doing the whole itinerant thing for a year. God's been very kind to me. Um, if you want to give, great. If not, that's fine. When Tim said like, hey, Brian's not, I, I'm telling you right now, I would come on my own dime in a heartbeat. And I know, I know like, it's my heart to be able to bless you guys. And if you want to bless me in return, fantastic. I do have four girls at home and a wife. And I, no, it's just truth. But like, I, I, I think, I think like, you guys know me and I'll just say this. If you've been blessed over the years and you believe in me and you want other people to experience what you've experienced and you want to sow into that, I'll, I'd love for you to partner with me. I really would. And, uh, and I know some of you in the room, you're already doing it on a monthly basis and, and I appreciate that. Um, and I'd love to honor you. I'm, personally, I'm not going to call you out just because I know that there's, there's a reward you know, and everything else, but I just, I'm, I'm thankful you know who you are. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, it does give me the freedom. Partnership gives me the freedom to go to places that can't afford me to come. And Tim knows this, I don't have a price tag. Tim's never invited me, I'm never like $500. Like I've never said that to him. I just come. There's a church I'm going to in Kentucky. They're, in a, they're prime for an outpouring. They're not in a good place. They can't afford me to come. And I said, I'll come, I'll put myself up in my own hotel room. I'll take these guys along and I'll pay for their hotel room because it's just about like I'm called to do ministry. And I'm just trusting the Lord as I go. And when people partner, it allows me to do what it is that I do. So if you want to give monthly, you can do You can talk to Michael about what that looks like. And we can rent, you can mention that tomorrow too, Michael, if you want to before, before we do that. So, but the joy box, Tim said, is back there. So, and if you guys would like ministry of any kind, we'll be up here. Otherwise, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Amen. You guys good? All right, Carl, don't leave without me. All right, okay. Ha, ha, ha.